0: or do you really know
1: what you're talking about? Um, Well, last week we had quite a few adversaries you know what with all those different Daleks Um, this week we've got just the one in fact one person really this is a one character adversary and it's darn me if it's not Peter Glaze is
2: our adversary Cracker Jack Cracker Jack Cracker Jack yeah there is only well I don't there's one bad sensorite, but there's also some bad humans, aren't
1: there? Yes, yeah, but yeah, we're not talking It's rare we're going to talk about humans as adversaries. I mean, I don't think we yeah. have yet. I mean, Lytton came from a different planet, didn't he? Um, yeah,
2: Marvic
1: Chen, Marvic Chen, we free, thought was yeah. blue. He came from Uranus, didn't
2: he? He did, yeah. Um, yeah,
1: that's a good point, actually. We actually
2: had any.
1: Oh no, we have um, had one. We've had the uh, the evil Brigadier, haven't we?
2: Oh yes, that's true. Although he didn't technically come from our Earth. So.
1: No, that's not our Earth, yeah. yeah.
2: What about. Um, have we talked about uh, uh, the invasion guy.
1: Um, no, we haven't done him yet.
2: Have we not done him? I, th- I, th- I thought we'd talked about what, him.
1: Tobias Vaughan. Tobias
2: Vaughan. No, it, we yeah.
1: haven't done him yet. We've yeah, talked yeah. about Kevin Stoney. Oh, that, um, I still you know. It
2: there. Okay.
1: Yeah, no, because you would have been doing loads of paka, um, paka? before yes. before now, and you haven't. So no, he is somewhere off in the future, isn't he? Yes, oh,
2: he is. yes, he is. yes.
1: Yeah. So yeah, Peter Glaze, the villain. I'm still trying to get my head round this because yes, Crackerjack is the only thing I know Peter Glaze from.
2: Uh, and this, of course. Uh, and this, uh, yeah, yes. The other thing. I, I mean, I'm presuming. He was, before Crackerjack. he was... I hope the audience is shouting Crackerjack.
1: <laughs> yes, I'm not going to do it. Uh, mm. Listener, you do it. Yeah,
2: you do it. Um, I'm presuming he must have been an actor before that.
1: He was a comedian. He did do yeah. some straight roles. I think he started off... He, he was like the warm-up act for the crazy gang, yeah. you know, back in the 40s and stuff like that. But, yeah, he's mainly a comedian. But, you know, um, I, I, I mean, you know, the, the remit for the censorites are short... Uh, uh, men um, yeah. so so I guess that's why they chose him because you, yeah you think of the cast of Cracker Jack Peter Glaze as a villain you'd have Don McLean first or Ed Stewart even wouldn't yeah. you you know yeah.
2: Um, yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't look at the lineup and go do you know what the little short fat <laughs> one he will be perfect um, we'll put him in a skin tight leotard and put a carry bag over his head perfect
1: he, he's it, it, it's like getting no um, what Whispering grass bloke, you know, from Don Estelle yeah. as a villain. Yeah, 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 you can't mentally picture it. Um, no, it's just,
2: just not going to work. Not gonna no. Work. Although, having said that, um, Peter Glaze is a much, much better actor than Don Estelle. <laughs>
1: like, yes, I, I, <coughs> and Don McLean. I mean, th- did you used to watch Crackerjack?
2: Oh, I loved it. I love Cracker Jack. I did don't I, know. Yes, I had a bath this morning. I, yes, I used to. I, 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 I don't
1: think I've found the sketches very funny. I used to like the, the you know, the, uh, the game where you, you know, yeah. you, you win things and you yeah, got to you hold to them carry and carry
2: cabbages and things. I used to love that because, because like as a kid, you only ever got like one, one proper present a year. You might get Christmas, you might get something little on your birthday because, you know, we weren't exactly rich. And to see these kids with like armfuls of well, Fisher Price games, I was it, going like, to oh. say, yeah,
1: yeah, you jammy bastard, yeah, yeah, um, um, yeah. I mean, I can remember that very thing. You'd see all these things, and it's like, oh, I want that. And and it's the only time you would really see these toys if the, if there yeah. wasn't an advert for it on the TV. All these Airfix kits and these yeah, board games and the, stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, oh no, I want that. I That's want that. Remember. You know.
2: And, um, but I used to love the, the final sketch. They'd always do a final sketch and I used to love them because you never knew what it was. So you might get a Star Trek one or you might get, they obviously did do the Doctor Who one. And you'd, They would sometimes do films of the period. But I gave up, when, do you remember when Stu Francis took over?
1: Oh, he was awful. Pressure Oh, he it was, was just, awful.
2: It was sub-camp nonsense.
1: Yeah, no. It was no. just rubbish. Oh no, he was rubbish. I, I never warmed to Ed Stupot. Um, at all? No. Um, no. We're supposed to look up to him. Just terrible yeah, no. But uh, Peter Glaze was all right, yeah. though.
2: Yeah, the Don McLean, Peter Glaze era was just brilliant. I enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, obviously that's in the future from here. Mm. So I'm presuming what what the it's the other way around. What the BBC did goes. We need someone funny to to keep kids entertained. What about that, <laughs> that uh, villainous? <laughs> Old alien,
1: yes, uh, let's rope him in.
2: Yeah, let's rope him in, it'll be perfect.
1: Yeah, so what's your history with the sensorize? When did you first encounter it?
2: Uh, it would have been when it came out on no, what uh, it, it was actually on off on UK Gold, it was before VHS because I for, for, for a very short and sweet period UK Gold started showing I remember episodes that that weren't on VHS. Do you remember? And that's yeah. when I first saw the sensorize because I remember. I taped it, and there was the the UK Gold. They they would show it on the Sunday uh, morning in a compilation, and instead of, they'd cut all the credits out between mm-hmm. the episodes. Instead, it'd go to an advert break. So I remember clearly that when the rate at the end comes up at the window, it would go to the UK Gold advert break. Mm. Um, that was annoying, yeah, that, wasn't it? It was annoying, very annoying, trying to catch them out with your your VHS. Um, because I, I don't think that I don't think it had been novelised at that point. That was I was, was
1: going to say it wasn't yeah. the target novelisation then.
2: No, no, no. That was done afterwards. That was one of the later um, novelisations in the final couple of years, um, which I remember when I got it and read it because it was one of those um, sort of keep it close to the script type ones. It just wasn't very good. It was a mm. bit bland. Oh right. Um, but yeah, the, so I because the sunstriders were one of those creatures that you really didn't know anything about, but you'd seen the photos. So there's the photo in the monster book, you know, of them yep. both stood talking to each other, and that's pretty much all you knew. And I, I always think the, these were amazing. Obviously, they they were in actually the first the first time I would have read something an adventure with them in, would have been the um, first Doctor Who annual because obviously they appear in there oh and that's I a see. crack in the story that is where the doctor kills a giant spider with a syringe of poison while <laughs> stuck in its web as oh, mate can you imagine hartman doing that i'm not getting up there
1: <laughs> not with my back yeah yeah <laughs>
2: All right. Um,
1: my 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 history with it, I saw the photos, yes, and that's all yeah. I knew it from. And then there was the UK gold and, but, um, and then forgot about it. And yeah. I, I think it was shortly before COVID, back when I used to wander around town and pop into HMV and went to the Doctor Who range and what one shall I select today? And I, I just thought, oh, yeah. I'll give that a go. So it's only like two years ago that I saw it for the first time since those horrible UK gold... Uh, taping yeah, ones yeah. you know
2: what's weird as well though, is when you when you just look at the photos of them you're not seeing them or anything. It. it's almost impossible to make out what the face is in it this the, the masks are quite indistinct
1: but that's good
2: um, yeah oh it's it's really good i i do i do like the design of these um but it's especially photos because you're going what are these what are they doing and um yeah so and then you finally get to see it um and it's it's a game of two halves again, isn't it, this? Mm, yeah. Which we do find a lot in early Who. It's, it hasn't got enough story to warrant six episodes.
1: Boy, doesn't it. No, yeah. no. Yeah,
2: it would have made a nice little tight... I mean, it would have made a great three-parter and a sort of tight little four-parter, but, yeah, the the, the middle sections really drag. And I'm never a great fan of the... Um, someone's acting against us. We don't know it here, so we're secretly... You know, what I mean, we're mistakenly helping the person that's again. It's very, very um, uh, sort of goes in circles, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. You could, you could. I, I reckon you could do a fan edit and cut out two episodes without any loss.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. All right, well, we'll get started and we'll find out yes. where we can
0: trim it. Which one is the doctor? The one with the white hair. Speak up! I can't hear you. We have been speaking to each other. What is it you want of us? Why don't you let these space people go back to their Earth, hmm? None of you can ever again leave the area of the sense sphere. Why not? You know the answer to that. Because of molybdenum. We are not interested in it. So you say. But once before we trusted Earthmen to our cost. So Earthmen have visited the sense sphere? Yes and they caused us a fearful affliction. We shall not allow it to happen again. What do you expect us to do, drift around forever? No, you must all come back with us. A special area has been prepared for you on the Scent Sphere. There you will live, and there you will be looked after. These people cannot possibly accede to your request. Attempted a question. You will do exactly as we tell you because you have no choice, none of you. My party does have a choice. And I assure you, we have no intention of spending the rest of our lives with you. Well, you have our answer. What do you propose to do? We intend taking you down to the sense sphere. But we do not wish to harm you in any way. Since we've met you, we have no wish to harm you either. But you must get off this ship. What if we refuse? We will attack you. The other Earth people will not be able to help you. Surely we've proved that we don't need help. You have only proved that you can lock doors. We can unlock them. Now listen to me, both of you. You've taken the lock of my ship and I want it returned immediately. You're in no position to threaten us. I don't make threats. But I do keep promises. And I promise you I shall cause you more trouble than you bargained for. If you don't return my property,
1: I uh, I didn't realise until I looked into the, that this story is the first ever Doctor Who story with a spaceship setting.
2: Yes, yeah. Well, this is this is a, a it's got a lot of firsts, isn't it? So, because yeah, it's the first it's the first sort of story really involving spaceships. Because mm-hmm. um, we've been on alien planets and that sort of thing. It's really the first story where the Doctor does something that you would. You would class now as, as sort of a something a hero would do. You know when he saves the ship and he's fighting with the controls and that. And it again, that's not something the Doctor had sort of done up to this point. Mm. I think this this is definitely the point where the Doctor becomes an outright hero. Yes. You know, before this he was sort of the anti-hero. This is where he, up until the very last line. Which just makes no sense. <laughs> um, he's he's an outright hero. He's doing what he said. I mean, again, Hartnell absolutely sparkles in this story. You get some great lines. Um, everyone's really good in this, other than the, some of the guest cast.
1: Yeah, well, you know,
2: yeah, which which we will get to.
1: We'll get to them one by one. Uh, and another first for this story is this is the first time um, they're on board the TARDIS when it lands on a move in a moving vehicle.
2: Yeah, they're, they're a bit... Um, I don't know why they're so confused by this, aren't they? It's like, boy, the instruments show that we're still moving, but the TARDIS tells us that we're still. And it's like then, you know, the the, the, the scanner is full of static for some reason. And I li- I love Ian where he goes, that could just be an unsuppressed motor. Do you remember? Yes. Unsuppressed motors. Yeah, when, yeah I... A car would go past your house. And your picture would break up. It. Yeah, <laughs> your picture would break up. Or or the, yeah, the... Ah, it, you just don't get that now, do you? With no,
1: digital. kids today, um, eh?
2: Yeah, kids today. And, like, you would you'd put a new radio in your car, wouldn't you? And then you'd spend, like, weeks trying to track down where the unsuppressed electric is, because you'd be driving longer here. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
2: But, yeah, Ian, Ian is sort of, that's an unsuppressed motor, or magnetism. Um, <laughs> and then the doctors sort of... He, yeah, he's confused, and then but it's Barbara, of all people, that suggests they've landed in something. Mm. Um, and it, I was very much reminded of, you remember in The Robots of Death where Leela goes, how can the TARDIS land in something?
1: Yes, yeah. And the
2: Doctor goes, eh, it's just boxes and it, boxes in boxes. And, um, but we also get a, a, a really weird... Little catch-up sequence to remind viewers what's happened up to. I've
1: I've literally yeah. written odd recap yeah, of everything yeah. that's happened so far, except of course the Henry VIII bit that that we haven't seen that yeah. story.
2: Yeah, no, we and again, so we get lots of hints in this. So they mention that um, that the Doctor and Susan have been travelling for years. Mm. So this is the first time because we. I think they mention in one of the episodes where they see some, I think it's the mission, uh, not mission, um, oh, Brink of Disaster episode where the, the two part, the weird two part, and they mention that uh, the doctor says, oh, that's from the planet Quinnis, which is like four journeys ago. But in this, they sort of say this was like long before uh, Ian and Barbara, and Barbara joined. Kind of. And then they mention that they've been travelling for years together. Mm. In, all, in all our years travelling, we've never had an argument. you have mate we saw it we've seen it every week um so that yeah so so they're definitely this is this is the starting to rewrite so early in the show's program this is starting to rewrite the history as it was to to make it and this is in one respect it's very modern isn't it this the way they're doing it yeah um unfortunately the camera working the story isn't but yeah it's fascinating it's because this was At at this point in Doctor Who, there was no, the BBC wanted to axe it, they wanted to get rid of it already, it's like Mm. amazing. Um, And so they would only commission a certain amount of stories, a certain amount of episodes at a time, they wouldn't give them a year's worth of run. Um, And I can't remember whether this was just before or just after they were told, okay, go away and make another X number of serials, um, and so I don't know whether that's to do with the fact that this is why they're reminding people, you know, it's almost like this is almost a fresh start type thing. But it is, it's very, very weird going through.
1: It is weird. Going through. Yeah. It is. I'll tell you what's unusual as well is when the uh, that they go out of the TARDIS, the camera follows them and they go through the door of the TARDIS into yeah, the set again, for the spaceship all in one yeah. shot.
2: Oh, it's gorgeous though, isn't it? It's so well done. Um again this is a first mm. that yeah you go you actually you leave you end, you leave the target with the traveller so you get this wonderful feeling of of what's happening I mean you look at it and it's quite a simple effect and a simple cut although even a cut back then wasn't simple um, but yeah it adds so much to it it's, it's great and then the, the the rocket set is just brilliant mm. you know it's so well done um, but yeah they're on the bridge of a uh, a spaceship.
1: They are unusual. and they th- um, well, they and, they think they found two dead bodies. Two
2: basically. dead bodies that are sat upright.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah,
2: on <laughs> stools. Yes. It's clever that. Um, yeah. So they find two two dead or what they think are two dead bodies. Um, I love the fact that these astronauts have got little rockets on their uniforms. It's very
1: Dan Dare, isn't it?
2: It's yeah. It is as That's really. That's a really good. Um, sort of analogy this is very Dan Dare the whole thing mm. um, I wonder if that's what it would be, the, the aim was I
1: it? bet it is yeah, I mean Dan, Dan like Dare was, was at its yeah. height in the uh, early yeah. 60s so I reckon so yeah
2: yeah so they, they there's no there's no um, pulse or anything but the people are still warm so they think they've only just died And then the doctor and Ian do a bit of uh, introduce a bit of a mystery because they've got they've got watches which at the I suppose then were quite futuristic, but you can get those um, kinetic-powered watches now. I've, so I've, got, one.
1: Yeah. I've, I've my, got one. My dad gave me one in the 70s. I've still got it. I've oh, got right, a Seiko so, yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, I've still got it.
2: Yeah. Um, so he works out that um, that they, these people must have died like 12 hours ago. His logic's not quite there, I don't think. I didn't <laughs> quite work it out. That could be down to, because William Hartnell fluffs a couple of these lines, doesn't he? Mm. Um, so it could be perhaps the script was explained it a little bit better. Um, and then we get, <coughs> I think, one of the, f- the only instances, really, of of Susan's hinted at mental powers. Yes. Um, which they drop almost straight away, don't they? And this this one's quite good. It's good, quite a good Susan story. This one. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan of Susan at the best of times, um, but this is all right. And she, she seems to seems to curtail her acting like she's eight rather yeah. than you know sixteen going on thirty. Um, <laughs> but, but, but again, the doc, doctor is really quick witted in this. Really, he, again, he's like he's become the hero. It's, it's it's a nice little performance. But these people, of course, aren't dead no they wake up <laughs> they, yeah.
1: they just that was good timing wasn't it that they arrive just as these yeah. uh these two wake up
2: yeah so so they they start moving and then um uh in again in a scene that reminded me of uh, ark in space you know when vera wants the heart stimulus so maitland who's one of our uh, plagues of wood um he is terrible any
1: uh, it mait Ma- maitland's not good
2: no Um, Carol's a better actress but her character she's a cow yeah we'll get to that Um, but yeah Maitland wakes up and he he needs weirdly he needs this vital bit of equipment that he's left on a shelf behind him (laughs) and there's an absolutely wonderful scene because he's not really watching what um, William Russell's doing so William Russell goes off and he says what are you after and he picks up one thing he goes this and Maitland goes yes that and then uh, you can see uh, William Russell sort of looking and going that's not the problem. So the he one. puts it down, picks something else <laughs> up. Yeah, it's like, oh dear, something went wrong there. Oh, um, and then he, yeah. So Maitland uh, stimulates his own um, chest, and then <laughs> I quite like he says to Barbara, Barbara, would you press this against Carol's chest? Um, which is, is quite nice. But what was he going to do if not? Yeah, if, if there was no female done. there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, he he would have had a good old rummage. Um, so yeah, so they both wake up. And there's immediately this very, very weird acting style from both of them. Mm. Um, Which I don't know. I mean, you could charitably put it down to the fact that the sensorites are are basically confusing their brains at this point.
1: Or their planks of wood. If
2: you were charitable. Or their planks of wood, yeah. Um, Yeah, Maitland is just terrible.
1: He's Um, the worst, I think.
2: He is by far the worst. Yeah, I say Carol's away, and when we later on meet John, I like the actor playing John. He does a cracking job. Um, but Maitland is very much, I'm going to read my line, and yeah. I'm going to react to your line. And it's like, come on, mate, I'm out a bit.
1: Yeah, we're getting a big, a big, yeah. massive info dump here as well, don't we? Because we Huge find out
2: expositional dump. Yeah,
1: yeah it's the 28th century. Yeah. Um, there is no London anymore. Uh, yeah. Southern England is just called Central City. Yeah. Um, what's,
2: what's weird, though, is Maitland and, and um, Carol immediately accept that they're time travellers. So presumably there is time travel at this point because he goes, oh, what what century are you from? The oh, 21st, yeah. perhaps? And then she, they go, no, no, 20th. He goes, "Oh, OK. And it's like, oh, they, they must have time travel at this point.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good In point. the 28th century. Yeah. Or they know all about the doctor and all his uh, adventures.
2: Well, it could do. He might have the DVD collection.
1: Yeah. Um, and I, I, it's at that point that, you know, uh, Carol and Maitland say, uh, you guys have got to go, and the Doctor agrees yeah. uh, that they should yeah. go.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, we're going. Yeah. Sorry, I can't help you. We're off. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, in, in the meantime, no. Um, even though, I mean, I, I, this has always annoyed me, but while I was watching this, I thought, oh, okay, there is a way around this. So in the meantime, like six feet away, is the TARDIS. Yes. And the you oh, see Oh, no, it, I've
1: got notes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it removes the lock. It, and nobody it sees like it do it.
2: Yeah. Well, they go, can you smell burning? And Ian goes to Maitland, have you, have you got any short circuits on your ship? And it's like, this is literally six foot away. But then I, I, afterwards, while I was watching this time, I thought, but they, they say that the sensorites can block and control your mind. So he might have been stood there in all his glory. Yeah. And he's just blocked his view from them. So they, even if they looked at the TARDIS, they wouldn't have seen him doing it.
1: No, no. Um, if we're being charitable. If we're being charitable. Um, yeah, they're, they're near this planet called the Sense Sphere. The Sense yes. Yeah, and, yeah. We all, and we learn at the same time the Doctor and Co. learn that the sensorites have trapped the ship, um, controlling both the ship and their brains. It's the sensorites that puts them into this near-death state, isn't it?
2: Yeah, and we start getting some weird, some weird things that don't quite add up. Um, so, so the, yeah, they, they 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 say that we've got this this recollection of the sensorites coming and feeding us and keeping us alive. And then, like a couple of lines later, they say, "Have you ever seen sensorites?" And they go, "No, no, hmm. never seen them." It's like, what? I, well, what? <laughs> so you you have a vague recollection of them feeding you, but that you've never seen them. And it builds up, it's, it's really creepy, it's nicely done, but, and they're building up that these sensorites are, are dangerous creatures. Um, but yeah, they're, they're keeping them in deep sleep. They're coming every now and again to feed them. They're sort of treating them like a cat, aren't they, really? Yeah. it um, <laughs> could be. Um, yeah, so, so they're building up this sort of mystery. It's like, you're, you're watching it and go, who are these sensorites? Oh, they sound dangerous, oh, scary stuff. Because they um, say
1: there's somebody else called John that we haven't seen. He's the yes. only one who's seen a sensorite, but we don't. Yeah, we haven't seen him yet.
2: No, and they they sort of make out that he saw the sensorite, and it it basically destroyed his mind. Mm. And presumably some sort of Cthulhu-like power they have that uh, yeah, you're, the human brain can't cope with what they are. Um, I, I I possibly think that. John broke himself by laughing at him, but that's a different matter.
1: Yeah, we haven't mentioned that uh, Susan and Barbara have gone off, haven't they? They've opened oh, yes. the hatch without any, anyone noticing.
2: Yeah, so um, they say to, to Carol, where's the water? Because, you know, they're girls, they're obviously preparing food for the others. So they say, where's the water? And um, Carol goes, oh, it's just down there on the right. Uh, and then they walk past the big thing that says water on it and, and see this massive doorway... And go. Oh, she must have meant down here, just stretching it a bit. So yeah, they they, they go off, and then uh, we see the door shut and this arm locking it. Um, but at this point, we don't know what's down there, other than the fact, like you say, they they're hinting that there's another crew member. Um, but then the um, the ship gets attacked, doesn't it? Yep. That's next, isn't it, I think?
1: No, 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 they they get menaced by the shuffling sort that is John, um, Barbara and oh, Susan. Oh, yeah, that's it,
2: Barbara and Susan get... Yeah, so they, they start looking round. It's, well, again, a really nice set, um, quite big. So they, they look around the ship, and um, eventually, yeah, this, this shuffling person turns up, and it's this, the, the third crew member, John. Um, and I, I love the fact that... To show that he's gone mad, they've put Talcum powder in his hair.
1: Which slowly disappears. Disappears
2: as the episode yeah, goes on. Yeah, right?
1: as his sanity comes back, yeah. he loses his grey hair, doesn't he? Yeah,
2: there's a lovely line as well, isn't it, later on when um, uh, Maitland goes to uh, the doctor, he goes, he's lost his mind, and his hair's turned white. And Hartnell goes, what's wrong with that? <laughs> it's
1: just brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I lo- have they actually locked him, or the rights locked him behind that? hatch well, all I, this time. No, I
2: think I think Maitland and Carol because Carol is an absolute cow in this. So she, we find out that they were betrothed, they were um, going to be husband and wife, and then he lost his mind. And Carol, she's straight for killing him. It's like, yeah. oh, oh, he could never be saved. Let's kill him. Um, and then it's like, no, let's lock him in. And, let's lock him in and leave him to. I mean, I don't, I don't really want to have to rely on Carol if I'm being honest.
1: Do you think Maitland's gonna tell John, you know, all about what she's been saying while he's been
2: You know, later on when, because you know, spoilers, but they eventually um, restore John's sanity I want to hear that conversation (laughs) where where, where John finds out that, Carol, Carol you wanted to put a pillow over my head and kill me, because I was a bit confused Mm. Yeah, wedding off (laughs) wedding off, (laughs) we've had it (coughs)
1: Excuse me that's when they hear a ship uh, approaching. Yeah. I don't see how seeing as they're in space.
2: Yeah, this, it, it's very, very... Again, you're right, Dan Derish, very, very weird definition of, of space and how things work. Because they say, yeah, they hear, hear a noise, and um, Maitland or Carol says, oh, that's the, the glowing um, sensorite ships. And then you see these three dots through what you think is a view screen, and it's moving along. And... Um, it's like they're miles away; they won't, you know, they won't get here soon. And they, they look at it, um, but yeah, I don't know how they're hearing this because I don't we, know. we later find out that's not a view screen; that's a window. <laughs> so it's not like it's, it's broadcasting sound or anything. No. Um, so yeah, we can just assume. And there's, again, I suppose all of this stuff you could, if you were being charitable, put down the, the sensor rays that all of this to happen, and none of it's happened. No, maybe. No, do we? Yeah. We don't. It could all be. Because it's very, um, it, it, none of it is quite normal, is it? None none of the reactions are quite normal. No. None of the action is quite normal.
1: No, I mean, you know, yeah. this approaching spaceship, they can hear before they see it. Yeah. That's not normal. Um, no. At no point in this story do we are we given any information that the sensorites can survive in space. But next up, we've got my favourite moment from this story in, in a very, you know... Uh, outer limits Sort of way The way Ian goes Doctor Doctor And Yeah, uh, yeah There's a sensorite right At the window Much like the William Shantner You know The nightmare At 20,000 feet uh, It's very similar to uh, that, yeah. Sort of thing
2: um, And it's great It's It's such a cr- Weird Creepy episode ending um, I have to say that Throughout Throughout all of this he, You know William Russell shows That he's He's leagues ahead Of everyone else Mm-hmm in acting, he's really good in this, and like I yeah, say, when he's doctor, look, and yeah, this this sensorite comes up and starts waving out.
1: It is creepy, though, isn't it? thats so is, creepy. That yeah. It's worthy of an outer yeah. limits. Yeah, it yeah. looks like an out there when you see him in long shot, peering in through a window. Yeah, he looks like a creepy alien. When later on when we see him in close up, not so. But there. Yeah.
2: Yeah, with his yeah. hands
1: up like that. But, but how is scared it
2: scared the crap out of me as a Yes,
1: kid. yes, and mm. maybe it did scare the children. But but how is he surviving? Why is he outside his spaceship looking in the window?
2: Oh know, What happened to their glowing spaceships? Yes. That we ne- we never actually see. So I yeah, I don't know. I uh, at first when I first saw this, I do you remember the Star Trek episode where they the this crappy plan where they built a total replica of the Enterprise and put it on a planet that was overpopulated and at one point um, the view screen goes dark and then it turns out that's a window and all the population mm, are looking yeah. through and watching Kirk. Now. and I thought this might be the case that they're not actually on a spaceship
1: yeah now that
2: that would have interesting sensorine. yeah uh, but they don't really go anywhere with it I, I presume then that the sensor eyes can live in space hmm. I don't know or have they projected like an atmosphere round it. I don't um, know. or the sensorite's just peeping toms, <laughs> Yes. They just like looking through windows. Well, he
1: comes in, doesn't he? And uh, and that's when we get our well, first we, proper look.
2: Yeah. yeah we get so that's the end of episode one, then episode two opens. And of course um back then they didn't they didn't use the same recap. It wasn't just re-filmed They, no, they refilmed the they recap. redid it, yeah. Yeah. So it's all different. But also what's really really interesting is it's a completely different sensorite mask. Now, I, I wonder if they did like they did with the original Ice Warriors, where after the recap, they went, oh, that's not, doesn't look great. Uh, which is a shame, because I think the original mask, yeah, but it did look great, show, yeah. It looked great, yeah. And they, they've, they've like, added lots of, sort of, weird, upswept beardy stuff onto them and <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, so it's a different sensorite, right? and they're coming in a loading bay, Yes. which, uh, again, we never really see... Um, and John John is great in this. I think he's, the, the actor playing John he, he really portrays someone that's lost his mind. Mm. Um, it's, yeah, it's good, and it's it's quite touching as well. He's, he cuts a pathetic figure. Um, and Susan and Barbara, of course, you know they were scared of him, but now they um, they just feel sorry for him. And, and it's it's, re- it's a really nice little tender scene that we don't get a lot of that. Um, no sort of thing in classic who but it's really nice um, yeah and yeah we see we see our don't we for the first time two of them
1: we do and what's your initial thoughts when you see them
2: um well um, my note said old men in leotards <laughs> um i think they're all right because we see their feet and they've got these obviously they're trying to do alien feet but they're really weird like discs and then the the body is just um like sweatshirt material uh and then the head kind of and I, I think they're all right. They don't. They would have been better kept in, like most of the creatures, kept in sort of dark. Yes. Um, but we see them in all their glory. Um, I, yeah, I, th- I think they work. I, I quite like them. Um, you don't realise until you you sort of watch it, sort of in in high definition. You don't. You you, you don't realise that their ears are so weird, aren't they? Their ears sort of point forward. They're like spock ears in reverse. Yeah.
1: Those feet make me wonder, I mean, when you, um, when you um, see uh, uh, their feet like that and when yeah. you see them from the back, you can see they're clearly wearing zipped up or buttoned up at the yes. back leotards. I wonder, how, if they are their feet, how do you get the trousers on then? How do you get in the legs
2: of it? That's a good point, actually, to say, do you think, yeah, because if it's the equivalent, I mean, it could be fashion, but if it's the equivalent that their feet are that shape, yeah, that's going to be difficult to get in and out of your, your stretchy pants, isn't it? Yes. Um, it doesn't help as well that the first shot, as they move, one of them steps on the other one's feet. <laughs> yes, he does, doesn't yeah, it? Like, yeah,
1: I noticed that. Oh, dear.
2: That's, that's a drawback for a race if they uh, keep treading on each other's feet.
1: It's not It's not a bad mask, though. I looked and looked and no, looked, and good. you can't see the actor's eyes No. underneath. And that's
2: really creepy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they're really creepy. You can't really see their mouths, and you can't see their eyes. You can see a bit of movement in the, the jaw, um, but it's not really. There's no definition to anything. They they look like sort of skeletal husks with skin over. but i like
1: that even even watching it on dvd on my big tv i think the wispy hair helps as well because apparently yeah that upwards motion was to hide the mouth so there was no chance that you could see the actor's mouth moving around in there and i think that's that that, that's a good idea yeah
2: it's a good idea i yeah they, they they work really well um and then uh yeah, Susan's really good dealing with them, but then Maitland's like he just wants to give up, doesn't he? He's like, "Yeah, oh, we can't do anything. They're, that, they're useless. This crew. They deserve totally... everything they get."
1: Yeah, him and Carol are completely resigned to their fates.
2: Yeah, aren't like, they? It's oh, no point, no point. I suppose you could, again, you could be charitable and say it's the censorates making them because they, like the Doctor says, it's they they're creating fear and getting rid of hope. So it could be, but I just think they're just useless. Astronauts. Mm. They're definitely from the BR, aren't they?
1: Yes, I do also like with the sensorites. I like their voices. I like I like how yeah. well spoken and softly spoken they are. These aren't yeah. your usual um, menacing aliens, are they?
2: No, these. I mean, nothing about these is is normal. It's such a uh, an interesting concept, so early in the show. Yeah. So these are these are quietly spoken. They can't take too much noise. Um, uh, which is bad luck if you're going up against Hartnell. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he does shout a lot. Um, they can't take noise. They uh, they weirdly, their eyes work opposite to a cat. So in darkness they're useless. They can't. They have to have very large, high levels of light to be able to see anything. Um, they're not particularly um, fearsome, are they? These are because we find out later. These are like the the best trained warriors. these yeah. too and they're not very good at it. They just walk slowly towards people.
1: I quite like that though. I mean that scene, you know, we've got uh, when Barbara and Ian meet the yeah. sensorites, you know, and and you know, they back away through the door and it's all
2: in silence. Silence. And that's what that's what works for it. If they were speaking as they're doing it, it wouldn't work. It's the fact that you don't know what these creatures are and they're just coming slowly towards and they're locking doors and then they just open the door and it's so well done yeah, yeah cre- really creepy
1: and they have weapons of course but they don't yeah. they, they don't use them those weapons by the way were a ray cusack uh design oh, and again right, yeah, uh yeah. built by shorecraft again yeah. um yeah they're good
2: little weapons i'd be nice to make one of them i
1: think it they look to me like a um you know a polystyrene cutter yeah you know yes, hot, yeah, hot, wire say, yeah, hot wire cutter yeah 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 and it's all rather nice, you know. They are the menace, but they um, use telepathy to ask Susan to ask everybody else politely yeah. if they could please speak to them, you know. Yeah, it's
2: really, yeah, the most polite monsters you're ever going to get, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like, can, can we have a word? And please don't shout at us. Um, but yeah, in, in the meantime, the doctors um, they are trying to work out what. Because again, very, very nicely, logically done. The doctor and Ian work out that. The, there must be something on the sense sphere that the, the, the I to the Silurians that the uh, sensorites don't want anyone to know about, and so they're looking at like um, uh, you know, uh, like you know, uh, I can't think of the word where you use light to use light to uh, spec
1: uh, spectrograph, 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 spectrograph is it? something like yeah. That. So
2: they're looking, they're looking at them. So it's all very nice down there. And then, and. Susan R. C. and what it is and he starts to explain she goes oh yeah yeah no I know about that which is a nice little scene and then um, the biggest the biggest surprise ever of the of the episode is they give Hartnell the explanation as to what <laughs> it should be which involves the real word the real metal malid- I can't even say it molybdenum
1: Is yeah. it molybdenum don't I, give I,
2: him that. Yeah. <laughs> and to be fair, I understand that he had huge amounts of trouble with it. But then he gets it spot on. Yes. This, and it's like, well done, well done. Uh, molyb- molybdenum. Molybdenum. That's it. Molybdenum. All right. Oh, God. Yeah. We're never going to get that right. Which is a real metal. Um, and then he, uh, Ian asks or sort of something about it, and he goes, "Well, iron iron melts at uh, one thousand five hundred thirty nine degrees, and molybdenum melts at." 2622 degrees, so um, so uh, yeah, draw your own conclusions. <laughs> it's like, yeah, there was meant to be more to that, wasn't there? He's obviously uh, he's forgotten what he was gonna say,
1: but do you think that's a carryover from the whole thing about Doctor Who's got to be educational? Yes,
2: yeah, I think so. That's I mean, a we've remnant of that. Now, haven't we? we've yes, learned I've learned if, you if, don't
1: know how to yeah. say it.
2: Oh, yeah, I can't say it. if you're in a pub quiz and they say, What's the uh, the melting point of molybdenum? You can immediately jump in
1: now. Yes, I, I'll try and bear yeah. that in mind and yes. remember that. All right. I don't
2: but, know what sort of pubs you're going to, but you
1: probably need to get out of the way. So th- th- they have this meeting and um, and the sensorite says no one will be a- allowed to leave. Um, yeah. They've had Earthmen visit there before. Yes. And, and they didn't like what happened before. So uh, everybody's got to spend the rest of their lives on their planet, on the sense sphere.
2: Yeah. And yet, I, the sensorite's sort of got a point here, haven't they? That they, yeah, because when we find out later what happened, I, I think they, they're not acting that badly, because they don't know what to do with these humans. And and then at one point they say, um, okay, we, can't leave you up here. We'll bring you down to the planet, and we'll basically put you in, in a nice place to live. But yeah, you're not leaving, because they're terrified that, um, they'll bring back more Earth people. Yes. Who, having met Maitland. I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree with the sense rates here. Yeah, um, I can't
1: remember. Why, why does why did Susan want to go down to the planet with them? And why are the others opposed to Susan going down? I can't remember that now. Um,
2: so Su- I think Susan, Susan offers herself as almost a, a hostage uh, to go down to the planet if they don't ha- harm the others. And obviously the others are like, she can't possibly go. She's only young. And besides, she's a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, uh, the first Doctor, he gets mental, doesn't he? He's like, young. And they they actually say, we've never seen him so angry. And it's a lovely performance by Hartnell again. Yeah, he's he's livid because Susan's going against his his judgment. And it's, again, a nice little foreshadowing of... Uh, of when she finally leaves. Yeah, no, it is a
1: nice scene. And, and you know, reinforcing the whole thing about, you know, because it, it's grandfather-granddaughter all the time, you know. Yes. This is a grandfather and a granddaughter, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it definitely. And I do like as well, because when the doctor's uh, saying about uh, their eyeballs, he says, did you notice their pupils? And then he says, uh, we humans, blah, blah, blah. blah. And I like, uh, okay, yeah. he's human at this point.
1: Yes, yeah. I do like the eyeball thing. I mean, the whole yes, thing fair. about, you know, episode two begins with, uh, um, uh, sorry, episode three begins with, um, you know, uh, Susan being got back just by them turning the lights off. Yes. You can defeat the sensorites just by turning the light off.
2: And it's it's, it's so weird that you feel so sorry for the sensorites when that happens, or I, I certainly did. It's, it's so nicely acted by the two guys playing the sensorites that it's like, it's like Ian's just kicked a kitten, isn't it? Yes, yeah. It's like, oh, bloody hell. And it, it's so clever, it turns the tables on these... Because you imagine, like, in Fireball or 5 or anything like that, you would get the same thing where you meet two of an alien race, and they're always villains, out-and-out villains. And you rapidly, you know, in the space of a couple of episodes, you're you're you're, you're sort of turned on your head, and it's like, the, the, there's more to these sensorites, I feel a bit sorry for them.
1: Yeah, that, that, they are—they they are an odd species, yeah. I must say. We were just saying just before um, uh, we started recording. Um, we never see any female None. sensorites. They all seem pretty old. Um, how do they reproduce then?
2: Unless um, some of these are females, and they're like uh, um, Lord of the Rings dwarfs. You know, oh. you know uh, where they, um, their females look pretty much like the males.
1: Maybe um, they have a different type of sash to denote yeah. when you're female.
2: Yes, that's, that's an interesting... Thing coming up isn't it that oh boy we've got things sense. to talk yeah. this
1: doesn't make much sense as well well it's not that it doesn't make any sense but you know you watch it for the first time you go i know what's going on because they say that 10 years before five humans landed on the sense sphere. they quarreled two took off and the ship yeah. blew up and they think that the other three were on board right and it's yeah. like uh, okay where are yeah. the other three then yeah. that's immediately well, tips you off does there's it?
2: there's there's um there's two bits of clunky writing in this, and it there so there's this where they yeah they go um, there were five and two took off and the ship blew up and it's like what happened to the other three? Well, we just assume they they snuck on board and as soon as you hear that you go okay they're uh, going okay to be real villains yeah and then later on with the the water scene where for no readily apparent reason um, they make a big thing where. Ian drinks water that no one else is drinking. And you're going, yeah, it's going to be poisoned. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. But, you know, I but, mean...
2: Yeah. It, th- this is like 1964.
1: Report, so. Things were yeah, a bit simpler yeah. then, wasn't it? A bit
2: simpler. You have to spell it out to people. Um, I do like as well where you get, you get almost a, a sort of a, a mission statement for Doctor Who at this point where it, William Hartnell gets a lovely thing where he says the purpose of growing old is to accumulate accumulate knowledge and to help people and it's like that sort of sums up the doctor doesn't it yes it's, it's yeah. really really good um, yeah so great great it's 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 the it's the scenes like this that stick with you with this story and it right? rather than the actual plot itself when it gets going
1: and there's not much action yeah. really either is there in this
2: no there's hardly any action to be fair um yeah, I think the only action,
1: the only it's bit very of...
2: slight unplanned.
1: The only real thrill is Ian falling over when he's been poisoned.
2: That's yeah, he does that really well, actually. Yeah. Does that really well. Um, I do like... Uh, this is the point where Carol, they say about... Um, the the sensorites say, we can we can perhaps help John. And Carol's going, oh, you might as well be dead. Yeah. Like, she is a cow. I don't like her, I don't like her. And then Barbara decides to go on her holidays, doesn't she?
1: Yes, yeah, bye-bye Barbara yeah. for two whole episodes. Yeah. Uh, I love the it fact... Always, yeah. I was I was going to say, I love the fact when she does come back, even though it's black and white, you can see she's got a suntan.
2: Yeah, she's got a nice tan. Um, <laughs> this this always amazes me, even though you know it and you're sort of expecting it, but it always amazes me because it's such a weird thing, that characters would just go off for a whole episode so that they could have a week off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, but it's like... Um, the censorites evidently have insisted that Maitland and Barbara stay on the ship. And it's like, yay, Maitland, <laughs> stay Yeah, poor old ship. Barbara. Yeah,
1: poor Barbara. Yeah. Uh,
2: but yeah, it, it means that uh, that uh, she can go off on her holidays, holiday. You like, say she comes back, she's got a lovely town. I wonder where she went.
1: I I, I, did, I so wasn't nice. able to find that one out. Um, so yeah. yeah, we go down to the censphere, and that's where we f- first yeah. see the first elder, don't we?
3: Um... yeah
2: yeah so yeah we we meet the sort of the ruling council don't we and, and up to this point we've only seen the sense with um sort of bands on their arm and you realize after that, that all, all the markings on the sense right to know who they are because it's almost like this is a clone species isn't it they they're all meant to look identical they don't of course but in the script they're all meant to be identical which is really weird, because the sense rates themselves can't tell each other apart.
1: Well, <clears throat> as a smaller side to to what you're saying there, um, I saw that you know this uh, this story is meant to be an allegory to what was happening in China at the time with uh, right. the communism going on there. So that okay. explains everyone wearing the same things. That's why you know when. When, um, oh, that—that's
2: got a horrible bit of racism, though, in it.
1: Oh, I'm—I'm—I'm yeah. I'm, coming—I'm yeah. coming up oh. to more. Oh um, no. Yeah. Um, that's why there's reference to threatening not your family but your family group. Yeah. You know, this is all like this, and it apparently this is the whole thing about you all look the same without your sashes on, is a reference to back then perceived all Chinese people yeah. look exactly the same. All right. Oh now, now, the writer of this story is Peter R. Newman, who seems to be quite an enigmatic figure. Um, but he spent some time um, in in a Japanese prisoner of war camp, and he actually wrote the Hammer uh, story, Yesterday's Enemy. Which is right. quite a strong story. It's about um, you know British soldiers in a Japanese prison of war camp, and the atrocities that were you know laid on them that they then yeah. did back in return, and it was quite, quite controversial at the time. Um, but yeah, this is an allegory going on here that everybody oh, wears yeah. the same things apart from something to denote your rank, and if you haven't got that on, you look exactly like all the others. Gotcha. You know. Yeah. It's not very nice, is it?
2: Not very nice. It was a product of the time. Yeah. Um, funny enough, I was watching a, a Dad's Army last night where Mannering says exactly the same thing. Um, they're at a prisoner of war camp and uh, they're, they're trying to count the Italian prisoners of war. And Wilson says it's, it's difficult. They all look alike. And mannerin goes, "No, no, no. It's Chinese that all look alike." Oh. He's like, oh yeah. Oh. It's one of those
1: ouch yeah. moments, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um they're, uh, they're denoted who they are. Yeah. The, the, the first elder's got two sashes, yep. the second elder's got one sash, and then we've got the city administrator who wears yeah. a, uh, a collar, um, and that's Peter Glaze, isn't yeah. it? Yeah,
2: and right from the get-go, he might as well wear a badge saying villain.
1: Yeah, he, he needs a moustache, yeah. he needs some of that yes. up- upwards hair to be black. and 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 going upwards as well and it's worth it as well yeah yeah
2: because he's immediately he doesn't like uh he doesn't like uh the humans he's very prejudiced um and he yeah he's uh he's ordered the disintegrator uh mechanism to be trained on this meeting place because he just in case the humans do anything yeah um Weirdly, they, we then get a, a, a little section where they're talking about, and they refer to that the, the the upper ruling class are different from the the censorites themselves, and they mention censorites as the lower class. Yeah, um, which is weird. But later on, they they say they're all censorites. But I get the feeling that yeah, the censorites in this in. In this episode, at least, it means the lower class, the working class.
1: Yeah, Ian. Yeah. Ian does a sort of like a riff on animal farm, yes. doesn't yeah, he? Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, I, I actually put my notes Orwell in Doctor Who. Yeah,
1: yeah it's something about you know, all yeah. everyone's created equal, but some are more equal than others. That's yeah. basically what they're referring to, is aren't they?
2: Yeah, because I think um, I can't remember whether it's the uh, the administrator or the first elder that says, "Yeah, we're all equal here." And any and eyes up to the administrator and goes, Yes, yeah, some of them are more equal than others. Yeah, that's it. That's about, you know, exactly an animal it. Animal yeah. farm yeah.
1: quote. Yeah. So, yeah, the city bloke, the city administrator, he mm. wants, yeah, this disintegrator thing, but it's the second elder that stops him wanting to use it. Yeah, because um,
2: I, I do like the fact that they say, He goes, um, I presume you're training the disintegrator on the center of their chests because that's where their hearts must be like us. Um, which I thought, even watching it this time, because I didn't really remember the plot, I thought, oh, did they do the thing where they use to the disintegrate it, but it doesn't kill them because their hearts, hearts are in the there. wrong place. And no, no, nothing's made of that ever no, again.
1: No, no, no. Um, We've got another instance of that later on, but um, yeah. at that point we find out that the reason John is the way he is because he had heard the full voices of the sensorites, and they saw into his mind and saw his ambition you know the greed yeah. how rich he'll get by mining this you know unnameable Man- metal yeah, yeah.
2: Um, this is really interesting because this early in the story and we've got a plot which is solely the people are being horrible solely for monetary reasons mm. which is very unusual for doc 2 normally because it's normally the pure xenophobia you know the fear of the unlike or you know, there's some other reasons. It's, it's very rarely that money enters it as a plot point. Yeah. Um, and this is this is purely this, isn't it? Is that the, the humans want to exploit this planet?
1: You know what um, it reminded me of? I mean, you, yeah. it's usually over on Mad Max in character. I, I do a Judge Dredd yeah. reference, yes, but yeah. but there was a Brian Bolland story where Dredd is out looking for the Judge Child, and he meets okay. Tweak, that big like armadillo creature oh, yes, yeah, and like he comes him, yeah. from a planet that is full of diamonds they're just yes, everywhere they yeah, yeah and and they look into the humans minds and you yeah. see a vision of of what the planet will be uh you, you know just scarred forever by you know all this industrial yeah. thing and yeah tweet gives himself up pretends to be stupid and they leave the yeah. planet alone and it's that sort of thing they can see what would happen if earth men did yeah. come to the planet
2: yeah it's, it's it's, it's quite clever stuff, unfortunately it's sort of, I don't think it will ever get the audience appreciation it sort of deserves because again it's, all of this is done in a very very slow and dull way. You've got to really persevere yes, to pick you do. The, yeah. the quality out of this. Um, even watching it this time, I, it's one of those stories where I always start to fall asleep.
1: Yeah yeah i I'm, I'm I'm losing interest about this time yeah yes yeah, yeah. you need it to watch it weekly don't you um,
2: oh definitely yeah that's the way it was would have worked
1: yes um yeah 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 but it's not just that it's dull but yeah you know some of it is clunky, I mean this whole thing we're told that this disease which happened, you know, oh, yeah. after that spaceship blew up. It doesn't affect the elders, but we've been yeah. told that they drink special water. Lit- so
2: literally, <laughs> the previous scene. Actually, <laughs> earlier on in this scene, yeah. So they, so the 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 working class people bring out some drinks for everyone, and the, the first elder goes mad because he goes, "Don't give them uh, ordinary tap water. Use crystal water." And the doctor goes, "Oh, what, what do you mean, crystal water?" And he goes, oh, he says, I, when I was up in the mountains, I found this perfect um, perfect spring and it's the clearest water. So, of course, I'm keeping it for myself, <laughs> not let, let, not letting the trolls have it. Good Lord, they won't appreciate it. Uh, and the doctor's like, oh, OK, yeah, I'll wait for it. And Ian's like, oh, I, I'm dead thirsty. Do you mind if I drink this, you know, council pot? And he, uh, he glugs it down. And then literally, like a couple of lines later, they're talking about this. This disease that ravages the sense rates, and every year more sense rates are dying than the year before. And they go, he goes, it's never affected the elders. And he might as well have said, it's never affected the elders, the ones who drink the separate water supply,
1: <laughs> the one that Ian um, hasn't drunk.
2: Yeah, and then Ian Ian starts coughing. his guts up, and then uh, very very well. I mean, he was an action star, mm. William Russell. You know, so he can do these stunts and great. And he he falls over and takes the table with him. It's really good for this era Doctor Who. Um, and the doctors go, what, "What what can be wrong with him? We've both we've both been breathing the same air, and you you're almost screaming at the screen. And it's like it's the bloody water." <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, well. Yeah, uh, but but the doctor's quick to work oh, that he, out, he isn't works he? works it out, yes,
2: yeah, he does.
1: Yeah, that's a blast from my past, is when he orders, you know, to go and get some salt and yeah. have some salt water. When I was used to be sick when I was little, my mum was always giving me salt water.
2: Yeah, well, the idea was, um, it's in a, is it emetic where it makes you vomit, isn't it? Mm. Um, yeah, I love that. You go, the doctor goes, oh, I must do everything I can. and He goes, get me some sodium chloride. And he goes... The old remedy, will give him salt water. And it's like, oh, doctor, mate, you're not, a, you're not a medical doctor, are you? No, no. And then later on he goes, I've given him salt water, what more can we do? <laughs> Blimey.
1: Simpler times, like you say.
2: Simpler times, yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised we didn't get the leucoside out, to be honest.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, so the city administrator doesn't believe all this nonsense about the water being poisoned. No. And that's when Carol gives him the idea, because she says, oh, without that <laughs> collar on, you all look yeah. the same. And it's like no, no sensorite has ever realised no. that they well, all look says the that, same. doesn't
2: it? He goes, I'd never thought of that. It's like, what? But yeah. how,
1: how do you know who everybody is then? If you're not wearing yeah. a sash or an identifying band or I a mean, badge? I perhaps,
2: mean, perhaps this is why there's no, um, there's no females about, because that must make... <laughs> Because the warriors have a designation and the scientists has a designation and the ruling council have designations. But all the other we see have nothing. They're just wearing grey. So presumably below a certain rank. I mean, I wondered if there was some sort of some sort of veiled thing about like, you know, an ant colony or something like that, where once you get below a certain you're all drones. Hmm. But they don't really go anywhere with it, do they? They don't. No. They don't sort of labor that point
1: but that um, is daft he, where he goes oh i hadn't thought about daft,
2: that yeah. <laughs> yeah so he he decides that if they if they kidnap the first elder he puts his sash on even though he's a pudgy little man and the first uh the second elder is a uh, uh, thin as a rake little fella yeah he's a he's a dead ringer and he sounds completely different
1: <laughs> oh dear oh dear simpler times mm-hmm. Um, so then we've got lots of padding. Uh, what with the testing of the water from all the different districts that there are, uh, uh, isn't there? Yes, yes, yeah. So the, yeah the
2: doctor, and again, I, I was trying to think: is this the first um, sort of montage sequence we get in Doctor Who? Because you it get could a, nice, well be. a nice little film sequence of them testing each water and that. Um, and again, the uh, Hartnell gets a wonderful. Uh, little scene in line where he he's basically says, Don't set yourself against me. <laughs> and it's like, Oh, you don't want to cross him, do you?
1: No, you do not. No. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, city administrator has assumed the sash of the second. Yes. Perfect
2: disguise.
1: Perfect. And he takes the antidote made for Ian yeah. and smashes it so Ian can't have it. And yeah, he's,
2: uh, he would, I mean, I never realized the Chinese thing. But now you say about it, in a, in, a normal, in a film like this with this sort of plot, he would be the little um, pebble-glass-wearing, yeah. buck-toothed... He, yeah, you've seen him in so many wartime films of this petty nastiness. Yeah. Um, oh, God. It's yeah. weird, isn't
1: it? Yeah. Um, meanwhile, the Doctor's gone down to the aqueduct, hasn't he? Do, you, yes. do? I always think of Monty Python when anyone ever says aqueduct... When the uh, life of Brian, aqueduct, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, um, which
2: is, is quite handy because living down in this aqueduct are three it's
1: Yes. Um, they are. Yeah. I had made that connection. Yeah. Um he's told not to go into it though, because there's monsters in there.
2: Yeah, monsters live in the uh, aqueduct. But the Silurians the Silurians, bloody I was fixed in my brain. The sensorites never have go in there because obviously they, they're terrified of the dark.
1: And it's too noisy. Yeah. The monster's too noisy. Yeah. Uh, this monster that's just about to attack the Doctor, uh, you never see it again. It's never no. mentioned again. Because
2: well, uh, it's, it's really confusing, because you, you never see it again. You think, oh, is it the humans? But then it rips his jacket to absolute shreds. Yeah. Um, so what like, happened so it to can't it? Be, yeah, I mean, perhaps they perhaps they were going to show it or something, and they, the costume wasn't ready or... But, yeah, it's very, very strange, this bit. Yeah, the Doctor gets attacked.
1: It could have been the humans. They're doing, like, an Obi-Wan Kenobi in the first um, That's what I... Yeah, I Star thought it might Wars. have been
2: meant to be the humans making the noises. But who slashed
1: um, his jacket, yeah. like you say? They don't recognise the Doctor later. They've never no, seen so him I, before. so I
2: think it must be that, it, that there is meant to be, like... Creatures, the equivalent of rats, down there, big ones, but they just didn't have the budget to show it.
1: No, you've you've just got Billy Bob on the floor, yeah. haven't you? Uh, Can before... you? Imagine it
2: would have looked something like a sliver, wouldn't it? Sometimes? yes.
1: Oh dear. Maybe best not to. Um, yeah. Just before he's attacked, though, he finds deadly nightshade.
2: He does. Yeah. He works out that this is atropine poisoning or something. Yeah, like. something I don't know like... if that's a real thing. But yeah, it's um, belladonna, whatever. Deadly nightshade poisoning. Yeah, distinctly um, Earth. Plant. Yeah, where, so so later on we find out obviously it's the Earthmen doing this. So did they bought Deadly Nightshade with on them on their what spaceship? A weird thing to bring on a rocket. Yeah, <laughs> well we're limited in space, but yeah, bring the Deadly Nightshade. Yeah, never know. Yeah. Um, very, very strange.
1: Yeah, we're into episode five now, and yeah. um, your City Administrator, he's got the key to the disintegrator, hasn't he? Um, he has. Yes. But the second. Uh, elder manages to nobble it. He bends it quite easily yeah. uh, before the, being yeah, killed.
2: The, the other guy, his his helper, I don't know what his job is. I don't know what the other guy's job is. That no. I don't think they say, do they? But yeah, that his his Smithers, his toady, uh, then kills the um, the first the second elder. Yes, um, which is like unheard of, isn't it? Sensorites don't kill sensorites. No. Um And then uh, well, then we get another lovely scene of. Carol's totally uselessness, um, she goes and visits uh, the scientist and it's like, there's no hope for John. She wants him dead for some reason. What does he know?
1: <laughs> Maybe she stands to inherit money if Could he be, snuffs yeah. it or something yeah, like that. Yeah, she's
2: got him to sign the wedding thing. And, <laughs>
1: um, and the city administrator, he's put his collar back on, hasn't he? And he goes off and yes. tells the first elder that the second elder is dead killed by the doctor when the doctor saw him and ran after him yeah. he must have killed him well he um,
2: he's, he's not learnt has he that uh, snitches get stitches <laughs> he, uh, he's immediately telling tales I do like as well so um, the doctor was attacked and uh, he was hit just below his heart singular so, yes
1: yeah,
2: yeah. he's not a time lord he's not a time lord good point um, yeah um, yeah and then uh, the, yeah so he's He's basically saying, he says, this lackey guy, Smithers, we'll call him. Smithers witnessed the whole thing. Yes. Um, and then he sets Smithers up something shocking, doesn't he? Because Smithers then comes on and says, I saw the doctor kill him. It's like, oh, okay. What, how did he kill him? He took something out of his jacket. Yep. Uh, which jacket? And the doctor just stands up wearing a cape. And he's like, uh, I meant a cape. <laughs> and of course, the um, the cape had only just been given to the doctor, so he's he's stitched up like a kipper. Yeah, Ian's uh, really he,
1: good the yeah. way he does that oh, as brilliant. well.
2: I love this is why I love uh, Ian his character. Yeah, he immediately uh, senses what's happening and in, in, outwits this idiot. And then um, the uh, the city administrator just dobs him in as well, and it's like, uh, yeah. you lying gets, you are going to cut you off to jail.
1: And therefore nobody suspects yeah. the city administrator. No. Who's no. immediately prompted well, yeah. properly to be the second elder.
2: Yeah, because the, the first elder says, who are we going to get to fill the dead guy's shoes? I mean, there's mourning and all, but bloody hell. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Ian and the doctor say, if we if we bump up the uh, the city administrator, he'll think he owes us and we'll have someone on our side. And that immediately goes wrong, because it's a lovely scene where... Uh, Ian goes and says, oh, congratulations to you. And he goes, when you speak to me, you say sir. Sir, this yes. It's brilliant, it's chilling. Yep. Peter Glaze, very good. Who very would good. have thought
1: it, as I say, I know. you know, who would have thought Peter Glaze would have made such a good villain? Um, John's all better now. He, yes. You know, he's yes. lost the talcum powder and he's all better. I felt sure that when I'm watching John, I'm yeah. watching Hugh Walters... A young Hugh Waters. Do you know who, who Hugh Walters is? Uh, he always played i a to- I'm, I'm sending you an image now on Messenger. He always plays a toady. Here he is in a Colin Baker Doctor Who, and he was uh, on Gallifrey, I think, in one story.
2: Oh, the, yeah, I I know who you mean. Yes, yeah, he is like actually.
1: I, I think it was it's his eyes. Him, it's, it's some. No it's, not. Um, no, it's not. He only did a, that. The. Actor playing John only did about eight things in the sixties, oh, and that was it.
2: But it's really felt... good because he 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 convinces that he's now back to normal, doesn't he? He's like he's a totally different acting style. Yes. Than when he was, um, you know, his his brain was broken. Um, I really like I, I like the character John. Yeah. Um, he deserves better than Carol
1: yes he does Yes, he's struggling though to remember you know where the threat came from all the while he's been talking about evil being around and treachery and what have you um, yeah. but then somehow Susan manages to work it all out
2: yeah because conveniently uh, he's for, he's forgotten hasn't he he's because all the way through they're going he knows something he knows something and then when he's finally got his brain back he's like oh I've forgotten everything I don't mm. know yeah um and yeah he's but susan works out that he he's he means the administrator
1: yes yeah so yeah that, that they're all going back to the aqueduct
2: after that yeah, so, um so uh, barbara's back from holiday lovely tan. tan yeah lovely tan. um and they decide that that the uh she's gonna she's gonna look at the map and guide them through the aqueduct via Susan's telepathy. Yes. Um, and they do this wonderful thing where, because up till now, you've not heard what the telepathy, so it's obviously it's very difficult to work out what's going on. And um, they work out that if they actually say what they're trying to transmit at the same time, it makes it clearer, <laughs> clearer to us. Clearer to us, really, yeah. yeah.
1: I love the fact that somebody's gone to the trouble of making a 3D model of the aqueduct system that they can f- plot the progress on, you know, yes. as they go through the real one.
2: Yeah, which is handy, isn't it? I mean, who it's made that very, model and why? Yeah, it's obviously a very, uh, very important aqueduct. Uh, I like. Um, I, can't, I think it's the doctor says it. He says someone's been jiggering around with it. Yes,
1: that's when they realise the, yeah. the the weapons are broken. Yes. and the uh, the map. yeah, somebody's been drawing it, on because, the map. Yeah,
2: the uh, the, the city administrator uh, gave them two weapons again to show that he's he's he likes. You know, he's not against them. But the two weapons have had their central firing pin or whatever removed. When you had tested that before you went in...
1: You would have thought... Just out of
2: curiosity. So how does and, this fire?
1: And when you've looked at the map and therefore noticed somebody had yeah. else been drawing other lines on it...
2: Yeah, because they actually say, look, you can see where everything's been scribbled out. <laughs> yeah, you're not helping yourself, guys. Yeah. Um, I do love as well that... Uh, so they're, they're looking around and um, they find... Uh, uh, the Doctor gets attacked by something. Um, or Ian does. Ian, Ian gets attacked by something he thinks is human. And he rips a badge off it. Yes. And it's the it's the rocket badge with the initials on. And the doctor says um i-n-n-e-r Of course, but the badge says I N E E R. Yes, yeah. So what? Yeah.
1: Bless him. Yeah, bless him. And and that's the end of episode 5 because that's when Carol is nabbed. Um, yes that's how that ends. And uh, so we're into episode 6 now, and that's when on they the realize stretch. that yeah, when the weapon's useless, the map is useless too. Carol is rescued. This is all really, really being drawn Very out.
2: Rushed, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: we have a moment yeah. with Susan describing her planet, talking about yeah, so, which the, is, the sky which is,
2: is orange. Always, yeah, and this is always um, this is always quoted as like a big Susan moment, and it? um, But it, it's okay, but it's not it's not great. But yeah, she's just describing her planet, which at this point again, it's not definitely not Earth, mm. even though the Doctor says he's a human. Yeah. Um, and it's like uh, burnt orange skies with silver trees. Yes. Yeah. Bloody silver. Well, we and get silver. The, uh, li- yeah.
1: We get you can get silver leaves on our trees, so, some plants, yes. and you get an silver orange verge. sky when you get a sunset. You can get an yeah. orange sky.
2: So it might have been Earth. Should yes. From um, the, uh, the first elder, because they're saying that they're trying to convince him that it's a sensorite doing all this, and he's like, he's going, no, I trust all sensorites it's like mm,
1: you're an mm. idiot. yes yeah um and that's I, I, my favorite moment in this story is the doctor doctor bit you know when ian sees the right yes. the window yeah. but i also like it's a, like almost a repeat here where the doctor and ian both meet one of the humans yeah and looking don't realize looking in yeah. opposite directions that's a nice little uh yeah it's it's a, it's a lovely little bit
2: of a comedy scene isn't it so yeah they're both they're back to back and Ian says, the doc- doctor, we've got doctor. trouble. And the doctor's the doctor. sinned, and someone facing him with a pointy stick. And he's going, yes, yeah, we got trouble. And then they both turn around to go the other way. And he's like, <laughs> ow.
1: Um, now yeah. that's really
3: nice.
2: Yeah, and it's the, I mean, I, I, I never, I never twigged this. It's such a, a surprise out of, out of nowhere. It's the three astronauts that they just assumed died. What a shocker. What a shock. I thought, who are these people? Yeah. Um, they've been living down in the sewers. Can't they? Can't leave the sewers because then sensorites would know they're there. So they've not seen an ounce of sunlight in five years. years. Five years is it? Yeah. Um, it's an, it's enough time that they probably would have died of vitamin C poisoning. Yeah. Or lack of vitamin C. They'd have had scurvy, I would have thought. Um, and they've been gradually poisoning the water as this big plan that once all the sensorites are dead, they can. Uh, they can pop out and then i don't know what their plan was at that point because they got their
1: I, th- ship. I think the idea is they're trying to you know just sabotage the censor rights yeah. until either they're or, all wait, dead until or they're rescued, yeah. yeah they're rescued yeah. yeah and apparently yeah this is another allegory to after the second world war where in the pacific uh theater you know there were there were islands where there yeah. that there were japanese soldiers who refused to give up and continued doing you know commando raids on things and just refused to give up this is apparently a nod to that still yeah, exactly. you know yeah um yeah, <laughs> yeah. so interest?
2: yeah mm, not it, sure hard to go that way
1: in another parallel i mean you know in in the real world they were told no look the war is over the war yeah. is over which is what the doctor tells them that the war is yeah. over um and um they find out that the two that took off deserted yeah and yeah that commander that's there the leader of the three um blew them up as, yeah. as they tried leaving he?
2: he's a bit of a nut.
1: yeah and he is a nutter because he talks about his men and his organization yeah. it's him and two others yeah 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 it, and and I love the lines. He he actually says, "I wrote it down." He actually turns to one of the other two and say he says, "Assemble the men, number yeah. one." So that's the other bloke get, then. Get, get the other bloke.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: So yeah, that's a bit of a head scratcher. And also, yeah, as I say, no sign of that monster at all. No,
2: no, we never see it. Yeah, I wonder if. Uh I wonder if I wonder if it was planned to be shown or anything. I don't I know. Ever read anything?
1: I'm quite glad they didn't.
2: Well, um, no, it would have been terrible, wouldn't
1: it? Yeah. So they believe that the war is over. They're led out yeah. of the aqueduct um, and uh, immediately
2: into the censorates.
1: Yes, and the commander, you know, is is shot, but yeah. only stunned, isn't he? Um, and I'm always surprised in this story. At this point, you're waiting for city administration. Administrator to come in and do one last thing to kill them all. Yeah, but he's never seen again.
2: No, it's it, it's like it's never really tied up, is it? It's like, oh yeah, we we arrested him. Yeah, I was expecting him to turn up to try and make one last ditch of effort to kill them all. Um, but yeah, nothing. It's just it's very. It's like we've had six very leisurely episodes, and then the last five minutes, it's, oh god, wrap everything up.
1: And there's no real excitement, is is there, you know? Um, Yeah, there's just an offhand remark about he will be found and he will be banished.
2: Yeah, they're going to banish him into the hills. It doesn't sound like a bad punishment, to be honest. Hmm. Um, Yeah, and then then we get the the normal sort of wrap-up scene, don't we? Yeah,
1: but they also say that the three humans are insane and so won't be taken back to Earth. So they're going to stay with the sensorites. yeah.
2: I don't know, I mean, I'm presuming they can't cure them like they did John. I wonder what they're going to do with them.
1: I don't know. Should um, I prison? Something. Yeah, and then mate, you see Maitland's ship leaving.
2: Yeah, because we're, we're so, it's quite a shock every time, because we're so used to, there's been no model shots whatsoever. No. And then we see this um, this quite blurry shot of a, what looks like a quite detailed model mm. moving away from the camera, and the doctor says, oh, it's Maitland's ship.
1: Yeah and apparently that's the very, show's very first spaceship model shot. Is it? Blimey. Well, a flying one. We've seen a crashed yeah. one um, yes. in Keys of Marinus, was it? No, no, the rescue. The, uh, oh, no, the rescue's yeah, further on, this, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's yeah, after this.
2: Yeah, this is the first. Yeah. So We think to think that
1: Yeah. Well, this was only like story 7. It's only yeah. the 7th ever story. And then, yeah, at the very end, we've got this really out of nowhere little spat between the doctor and Ian, just because Ian says yeah. something.
2: Well, Ian goes, um, so, so the ship goes off and uh, they say something, and Ian goes, well, at least Maitland knows where he's going. And the doctor goes, well, that's it, right? If you're going to question me, uh, you're I'm out. putting you off the ship by force at the next thing. And then, of course, when we get with the next episode, which is the uh, French Revolution one. It it goes nowhere. It's like literally that's been put in to get you to watch next week. It makes no sense.
1: No,
3: it's um, odd, isn't all,
2: it? Yeah, it's very odd. It's almost like it, they they were told to do it last thing or whatever, because up to that point we, have you know, Ian Ian and the doctor, they're, they're getting on famously. Mm. You know, I mean, there's a lovely thing where the doctor uh, Ian says something and the doctor goes, "Oh, um, I'm you know I." I'm so glad that you believe in me and all this sort of thing. It's, it's they're getting lovely scenes, and then it's straight away it's this.
1: Yeah, it's weird, um, isn't it?
2: It is strange.
1: Because
2: um, mm. on the um, on the I think on the first VHS, but certainly on the UK I they used to cut those bits off. Um, so you ended up you you didn't get that little teaser into the next uh, the next show,
1: right? Um,
2: which I I'm sort of thinking yeah that. I'm a completist, but yeah, it makes more sense to cut that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It just did nothing, did it?
2: No. All right.
1: Okay. That's the story over. Um, Obviously, no Earth date to be discussed. We're not on Earth or anywhere near it. Um, So, these sensorites, these chaps then, um, if we can talk about them, uh, their design rating out of 10. Yeah. What do you think of the design of these chaps?
2: Um, I, I, I like the design they've tried to go for something different even though it's like you say these these are these are the first other than a thousand darks. these are the first aliens isn't it that we see mm. what, yeah definitely um, and they've tried to go with something different they're not the normal run in the middle aliens they're, they're, they're really nicely done um, so I, I'm going to give them a seven
1: a again. seven all right I've, I've been thinking you know I said oh that Um, uh, flight suit badge is very, you know, dandere
2: Yes, yeah, very dandere
1: Well the sensorites have rather domed head Do you think this is a nod to the Mekon?
2: It could be, and I wonder if that's another reason why they suddenly tart them up with lots of hair Perhaps someone pointed it out Yeah, maybe Alright, I I gave them Also, it might tie into them meant to be, like, Asian because they came from the Mekon Delta
1: Oh, yeah. I might have cracked that as well. Yeah, um, I gave them an eight. I think um, really, I really like their design. Um, um, I mean, yeah, you can see the zip up the back and that. But, but I, th-
2: I think they're meant to be wearing clothes, aren't they? So yes, you can't sense. afford it
1: for that. I like their circular feet
2: Yeah,
1: um, and I like well, I their, that
2: they're wearing gloves as well. They're, they're a yeah. <laughs> high class alien. They wear gloves to do everything.
1: I'm quite fascinated by their, you know, um, going upwards hair as well, yeah. you know,
2: very Mr. TZ Weezy, yeah. TZ Weezy, uh, stylized.
1: Yeah. All right. So design, that's a seven and a half for them. Yeah. All right. Uh, what about how effective they were?
2: Uh, I think very effective. Um, they're sometimes like when they stand on each other's feet, it's like, oh, we could have done with another take, but they just couldn't do that in this no. industry. So you've got to account for that. Um, but I think, especially in the first couple of episodes, they're so creepy. Mm. And then later on, they lose the creepy factor because we get used to them, but they're quite a nicely devised, um, unusual sort of alien. The only thing I don't like is the, the really stupid, oh, hang on, without our sashes on? Yes. We haven't thought of that. Yes. <laughs> um, but but for me, I, I'm going to give them an 8.5 uh, effect in this. I think they work really well.
1: Yeah, well, I'll join you in that eight and a half because um, I was going to stay at an eight, but I—that I, is a creepy scene.
2: Yeah. When
1: uh, when they're looking in through that window. Yeah. Um, so I've I've upped it to eight and a half. All right. Um, so if we. Combine those two together, that gives us a nice solid round figure of an 8 for the adversary rating. They are an 8. 8, that's all good.
2: Right. And we don't very often get solid figures like that,
1: do we? No, we didn't. We did last week, actually. You yeah. say we don't often, yeah. and we did last week. They share a caravan with uh, Lytton from his Dalek story. So he's in his Dalek trooper outfit, all right? And the Daleks from Dalek Invasion of Earth.
2: All right, oh well, classic, classic
1: caravan. Yeah, they're going to... Ah, but, yeah, you know, they're yeah. sensitive to sound. Once that that Dalek starts screeching, oh, no, yeah. they're going to have a problem, aren't they?
2: They're not... They wouldn't fare well against the Daleks at all, would they, really?
1: Oh, they would be such a pushover. Yeah. They, that, they would just scream them to death, wouldn't they?
2: They would, yeah. Yeah, just as soon as they start shouting, exterminate, that's it. They've won. Yeah. They don't even have to do anything.
1: No. Um... All right, before we have a little bit of behind the scenes, something I forgot to do last week. Uh, mind you, that was a three-hour episode and we yeah. were tired near the end. Um, I never actually asked you if any of the <coughs> da- Dalek stories we talked about last week would actually go onto your top ten. Um, I'm guessing at least one of them would.
2: Yes. Um, for me, my, my favourite of the six this Dalek stories, the one I, I watch the most and just keep watching it even though it's got one episode of dullness is the Daleks um, Right. or the Dead Planet or whatever the, the mutants, mutants whatever yeah. you want to call it the first Dalek story um, the trouble is you're going to have to remind me again of what my right. top 10 is we'll
1: go from 10 upwards that seems okay, to help yeah. with you doesn't it alright yeah. so at number 10 you've got the War Machines uh, higher than that Then at number 9 you've got the 11th Hour the first Matt Smith one
2: yeah higher than that
1: Number eight, you've got Attack of the Cybermen. Higher than that. Number seven, you've got the Crotons.
2: Yeah, higher than that.
1: Number six, you've got Web of Fear. Oh, it's getting...
2: <laughs> um, this is getting... Because I do watch the Web of Fear a lot. Um, what's just above the Web of Fear?
1: At Number five, Tomb of the Cybermen.
2: Okay, between Tomb and Web.
1: All right, so the Daleks...
2: Oh, that means the war games. Uh, the war machines is out there.
1: Yeah. Oh well. So that's six. Is that the only one that uh, you're putting on the list?
2: I th- I think so. Yeah. I do like the chase, but there's no way you could describe that as a good story. That is so much a guilty pleasure. Right. Um. And the rest, I think, have have their own share of problems. Um. But yeah, I think that's the only one I would put in my top ten
1: all right I've, I've put three onto mine to wow. actually I've now got a top ten because I didn't have a top ten no, I had like true. a top yeah, seven didn't. so
2: you're not kicking anything out I'm not, not kicking,
1: kicking anything spaces, out yeah so. and basically I've put the Daleks between Tomb of the Cybermen and the Rescue all
2: right okay okay Similar. what position is that
1: uh, number six, the Daleks six, is number six. Okay. okay. Oh no, hang on. I haven't got ten. I've only got I've only got uh, nine at the oh, moment. So
2: you still
1: got you still got room. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the rescue is my number seven. Then number yeah. eight, Dalek invasion of Earth. Yeah. Because I am quite nostalgic for that. And number nine, I know you're not a fan of it, but I would like to see it. Um, and that's Evil of the Daleks. Yeah. I
2: thought, oh, I would love I to see it. I would love to see it all. I just. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be the classic
1: sort of... Maybe one day thing. these rumours that, yeah, yeah, there is a collector out there and he has got them all. and I always wonder about that, you know, if there is truly a collector out there who has got all the missing things or a lot of them. What happens I, when he yeah. dies? If this is all a secret... Yeah. They're and all
2: going in a bin, aren't they? They're yeah, yeah they a have a
1: house clear out yeah. and it all goes into a landfill.
2: Yeah. That's a I good that's then, happened. isn't it? I reckon that's happened... Um, I don't. I think there might be the odd one or two episode. I mean, we—it's it, almost one hundred percent certain that um, Web of Fear episode three exists, wasn't it? Because that was stolen mm. just before the rest were returned. Um, I reckon there's the odd episodes out there, but no, I don't think. I think it's gone past the point now where, you know, I don't think you're Ian Levine's and that have got the whole collection and are sitting there villainous, like twiddling their mustaches. I think there's so much there's so much money involved now that they would have come forward and yeah. oh, oh, oh I had this it was behind the fridge yeah 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 um, but I still think there's the possibility of stuff being found. But, but the trouble is we're literally getting to the point where even if they found say say you know they, there's an old warehouse and film stock it would be useless mm. you know
1: you'd um, have to have stored it very very carefully
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if you've stored it that carefully you presumably know what you've got yes so I think it's, it's I don't want to never say never, but it's very, very slim. I think that the best we'll get is that somewhere the Web of, Three, Web of Fear 3 will turn up. Yeah, yeah. Just after the uh, the animated one's been released. So <laughs>
1: of course, yes. All right, behind the scenes. Um, Ray Cusack, of course, designed this. <laughs> yes. And uh, in in the sets... Down on that sense sphere, there are no straight lines and there are no right angles. Everything is curves um, to make it an alien-style building. And yeah. he was inspired by Antoni Gaudi, the Spanish architect. The guy who uh, made that you know, rather bizarre cathedral in Barcelona that's still not finished. Oh, there, right, yeah, know, yeah. yeah, there's no right angles or straight yeah. lines on that at all. And uh, I thought you might appreciate this... Um, this uh, this little fact. The spaceship set that we see at the beginning yeah. is designed to resemble the Dakota aircraft from the Second World War. Oh,
2: right. Oh, excellent. The, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a lovely set and it's very, very realistic, so that's probably why,
1: then. Yes, yeah. Um, the SenseRite masks were created by costume designer Daphne Dare and makeup right. artist... Not Dan Dare. Uh, that would have been funny. Uh, um, yeah. And makeup artist Jill Summers... And, and was specifically the whole outfit was specifically designed for short actors. Um, what were and, the,
2: do we know what the masks were made
1: of? No. Um, all, all I've got here is that the mouth flaps were concealed beneath the creature's beards to allow the actors to speak. They were specifically also designed to make them look like wise old men. Yeah. Uh, the sensorite's feet were t- created by stretching out pieces of circular card at the end of the costume, making it difficult for the actors to walk. So, they're just standing on a bit of cardboard, basically. Brilliant. Yeah. Quality. It's effective, though, isn't it? Yeah, it works, yeah. Yeah. And with that, we're done. With that, we're done. Mm. All
2: right. I enjoyed that. It's it's not a story that you you're not going to binge watch, or you shouldn't. It does drag horribly in places, but it's it's rewarding i
1: think yeah it's got lots of little nuggets that are enjoyable you know and that's what we like in these who stories isn't it it's it's when you've got absolutely nothing redeeming in it that's when we get a bit depressed
2: don't we yeah Yeah. or because also i don't mind if if they're trying 100 percent and miss is when you're getting the lazy Mm, yeah the lazy production that's yeah that's annoying
1: Yeah. yeah All right, okay, right, we're off to see Patrick next time, yeah. and, it, and it's yeah. your call.
2: And it is, us, so, so if I said, um, if I said uh, uh, a hint is that the the main villain, uh, his name is Sally. Sally? Sally, does that help you? Sally, what, and what, and he's female? Well, no, because her name is Sally Manda. <laughs> Uh, It's um, Enemy of the World.
1: A story I've never seen. Have you not seen it? Have you got it? No. Oh, bloody hell. I keep
2: picking one's wrong car.
1: No, 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 no. No, it's one of those, if I'd ever seen it in that HMV looking along, um, I I would have gone, oh, oh, Enemy of the World, finally get to see it. Same as, um, um, what was that other one? The other Patrick Troughton one? Oh, uh, uh, was Enemy
2: of the World and Webberfield were both done at the same time, weren't they? Um, no,
1: no, no! It's one I bought in HMV, and it's like I'll finally get. Oh, it was uh, um, the Underwater Menace.
2: Oh God! yeah.
1: And I'd never seen that. So yeah, no, oh, okay, Enemy of the World it is. Yep, no prob. I,
2: I, I'll get on that. Excellent! Excellent! Straight um, off to Amazon Prime in a minute. Yeah, there's. There, I think there's a multitude of ways to buy that as well, isn't there? I think. That's the oh, is there? Yeah, I seem to think. All right. Yeah. But uh, oh, I'm, I'm glad you haven't seen actually. So uh, have you ever ever listened to it? Have you ever listened no, to No, no, no. I. Wow, you, so I was going to say you're in for a treat. But so our, waits it waits to be seen, doesn't
1: it? So our adversary is Patrick Troughton, then. It's Patrick.
2: Yeah, it's Salamander. Yeah. Um, so we've got a lot. to... I think we've got a lot to discuss on that, as to as to what this villain is, um, and uh, all right, is, you know, coincidences and things like that. Yeah, it's a good. Double the patch
1: out in it for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll look forward to that. Um, it's always a pleasure to you know encounter a classic who for the first time. So uh,
3: oh. I
2: um I do envy you that that there's ducks who you haven't seen.
1: Yeah, that there, there I, are Tom Baker's still yeah, that God. I haven't seen. You know, well, so. perhaps we'll
2: get to another
1: one of them. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You you choose the next Tom, yeah. don't you? I um, do. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um,
2: Oh wow, that's really good. I thought it'd be one that you'd have rushed out to buy when it was recovered.
1: No, 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 no. That, no, no, there was always something else in its way. Yeah. There was always something else. So, all right,
2: okay. Ah, oh, I look forward to that one. Huh? Right. Get another six part though. We're doing long ones, aren't is we? It a, is it? Well, six part, yeah. Yeah six-parter all right it's Well, not that, it's that, that, that's not fine. quite as slow going as uh, the sense rights though so i think all it'll right. be all
1: right. there's not a lot of padding in it is, 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 is there's there? a little
2: bit of padding but there's also there's enough story to to sort of warrant it i think all right um, okay and there's there's lots of action and adventure going on it's quite a it reminds me a little bit of the old itc stuff it's like they've tried to do that
1: right right
2: yeah, so i think i think it'll be interesting to actually hear what you think of it
1: all right well once we're done talking, I'll go and order it. All right.
2: Brilliant.
1: Good stuff. Good All stuff. right. Okay. Uh okay. That's us done. That's us done. All right. Cheers then, Ian. Cheers okay. then listener. And uh yeah, we will uh, see you in seven days. Nice, okay. Man. Right. Thanks then. Bye. Bye.